episode of Swiss Pats. I'm Susie Lyon and every week I bring you interesting and inspiring guests living or working in Switzerland who've carved their own paths, blazed their own trails. Thank you so much for tuning in and if you haven't already don't forget to like and follow my social media pages at Swiss Pats on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Usually I'll also bring you news articles that are happening in and around Switzerland. However, there's not really anything to bring you at the moment because everything that is in the news is Corona related. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to bring you that, that sort of news. So who has had a Corona birthday? My husband has one coming up. It's in a few days and I have no idea how parents are dealing with birthdays, let alone adults. So my husband has no presents coming his way. His favorite thing to do, golf, which he seriously misses, is what would be on the agenda for his birthday. He'd get a new club or a round with friends, but I can't even seem to find golf balls to be delivered. It doesn't help that I've never shopped at a golf website before. So instead, me and the kids are making homemade golf vouchers. The expiry date will be post-corona. If my kids end up having corona birthdays as well, I honestly, I don't know what I would get them. But at least for the most part, toys can be ordered online. But I suspect my husband won't appreciate the latest Hatchimals or Slime DIY kit for his birthday. The upside is, I guess, I'm being more creative. I, of course, want my husband's birthday to be special, so we will have a stay-at-home surprise for him. The kids and I have created, in our minds, a plan to have a golf course at home. He will have to get from one hole to the next in order to get a fairly tame but fun surprise at the end. I hope it will be memorable for him because I promise you I don't usually put this much effort in. Okay, so let's get to today's guest, a voice you've heard before, a voice from Swiss Pat's past. Now, imagine you're an expat that has to return to your home country in the middle of a pandemic. For me, I can't even imagine it. I've lived outside of Australia since 2004, not even 14, I was going to say 14, but 2004, that's 16 years. It's my entire adult life. If I had to go back to Australia, say for my husband's job, I would feel like I was an expat in my own country. Add to that the fact that I wouldn't be able to do normal things like discover the city, make friends in real life, eat great food. I would be lost. For Don, today's guest and Swiss Pat's OG, his return home was exactly this. While his return to the US was planned, it wasn't supposed to happen so fast and it wasn't supposed to happen in the middle of a worldwide lockdown. But knowing Don, he's making the most of a crappy situation. He even says he has become a bit handy around the house. Those that know Don personally can imagine how hilarious that site is. Don with a paintbrush. Okay, let's hear from Don and what it was like to move home during the coronavirus pandemic and how he's settling into life as an American in America. Thank you, Don, for joining us. Welcome to Swiss Pats, the other side. How are you doing? Good. It's weird, though, because my perspective is pretty much the same as when I was a, I was a host. Like, I'm looking at you, and then behind you is your wall, and I'm guessing you're the BB the cat somewhere around there wanting to scowl at the sound of my voice. 
Exactly. But the uh, background for you is slightly different for me. It is. Yes. It's, uh, it's my home in Highland Park, Illinois. Don, you've uh, been home now for what, a month? You've been back in the US USA or less? Uh, than no, probably like six weeks now. Six weeks. So it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's you been so long. Your hair is almost as long as your daughter's. Exactly. I haven't had a haircut because I've been in quarantine. Um, Don, you're basically a reverse expat. You were an expat in Switzerland and now you've moved back to the US, moved back home. So what has that been like? What was it like returning home? Do you feel like an expat in your own country? Yeah. Um, it's not been great <laughs> because, uh, one, I didn't want to leave Switzerland. And then how we had to leave was very tough. It was, I'll never forget. It was actually, it was my last haircut. It was the 12th of March and I went to get my haircut. And that weekend we were going to have our going away party. We were going to start, you know, getting some things organized in the house because then the following week, the movers were going to come. So it was, you know, it was coming down to the wire, but we still had like a week. Right. And so I remember leaving the haircut, I checked my email and it was like from my wife's movie company or from her company saying, you guys need to leave in 24 hours. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? So I called Lindsay. I was like, this can't be right. And she's like, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. I, I, let me check into it. Well, a couple hours later, next thing I know, it's like, well, you guys need to at least be out in 48 hours. And we're like, oh my God, like that Saturday, it's Thursday. And it just, from there, it was having to have people come over to take some things that they wanted. It was packing up. It was saying goodbye. It was just, it was awful. It was awful. That's, that's all I could say. It just, it was not, you know, we all have horror stories on how we're dealing with this and what we've experienced, but that was terrible. So then we get here and Thankfully, the flight and coming into the country was smooth, but we were in quarantine for two weeks. So we didn't close on our house for two weeks, and we were in quarantine in an apartment, which thankfully it was, it was like a two-bedroom apartment, and it was, it, considering the circumstances, it was fine. But it just, uh, right off the bat, it was, it was tough. You know, you didn't want to leave, first of all, and then to have to deal with it that way just made it that much more difficult. Um, and since then, it's just been strange here, right? Everybody's doing things differently. We're all together all day, every day. Um, the kids are doing e-learning. The wife's working from home. I'm doing things around the house. But, you know, we're having, you're trying to meet your neighbors. You're trying to get into the community, but you just can't right now. It's just hard. Yeah, it's not really the best situation to try and settle into a new life is it no not at all and then on top of that like i'm i'm missing what i felt like was home for the last three and a half years which is switzerland so like you're missing that and then i'm i'm the trying to get integrated into life here in chicago is stunted so then like you're in this limbo area right or like I'm missing Switzerland and stuff and I can't really get involved here. So I'm just going around the house and I'm painting rooms <laughs> and I'm hanging toilet paper rolls and I'm actually becoming 
a handyman, which in my life I've never, ever been. It's, it's very strange. It's very strange. I like know how to use a drill and a hammer and I'm patching drywall. It's Don, it is a bizarre time. I do not believe it. I need photo evidence. <laughs> it's really strange. And it, like we got the kids' rooms all done and like it's giving me a sense of accomplishment, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's helping. Um, and my to-do list is quite long of just things around the house. I'm just putzing around the house doing things because I can't even golf. However, that changes on Friday, which I do have a tea time. Very lucky for you. So things are definitely um, different in the US as what they are in every country in Europe. Um, so you probably haven't been able to kind of get back to normal in terms of the things that you may have missed in the US, but have you been able to go to those places like either the food places or the shopping places where you wanted to, uh, that you maybe missed when you lived in Europe that, that weren't available here? No, you can't even do that. Like I, when we were in quarantine, like we, we were able to get out and go for a walk. We were in a town called Evanston, which is, uh, uh, it's, there's a home of a big university there called Northwestern. It's, uh, it's a little bit closer to the city. We're about 25 minutes away. Northwestern's about 10 uh, from the center of the city. But, you know, when we were stuck there, I was like, all right, let's just get in the car and drive. So I drove the kids past Wrigley Field, you know, like, hey, this is a cool baseball stadium that we can go to someday when baseball's back. <laughs> uh, we drove past Navy Pier. We drove down through the city of Chicago. Like, um, it was just it was just a way of trying to like say, okay, this is a cool city. There's cool things to do here. We could drive by them and like point and look at them, but that's about it. Um, you know, all the, all the restaurants are doing takeaway, the grocery stores are open. Um, but it's just, you can't, you can't really do much. It really sucks. And there's, and it sucks for everybody, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's preventing that ability to like when you first got to Basel, it's like, okay, let's get out. Let's go see what we can do, see what we can get involved with. And uh, we just have to hurry up and wait. Yeah. yeah sounds like uh, you truly are in limbo. What's the atmosphere in Chicago when you were driving around? Are the roads busy? Are they quiet? Is it just it's like, does it, it doesn't it's seem like busy. a normal city. There's a, there's a street in downtown called Michigan Avenue. It's called the Magnificent Mile, okay? And it's literally a mile of just like high-end shops. It's, it's kind of like Bahnhofstrasse in Zurich, but with extremely tall buildings <laughs> and about nine times the amount of people. Um, and one Saturday, we were driving around and we drove down Michigan Avenue and it was deserted. It was absolutely creepy. It was like those, it was like those disaster movies, right? It was just absolutely creepy it was there was nobody on the road nobody on the streets and this is a city of three million people right it's just it was bizarre it was absolutely bizarre and uh yeah it's just it's weird man it's weird now i do have um a fan question all the way from new south wales australia kerry wants to know um what was the first food that you ordered uh, when you got back to the U.S. that you'd been missing in Europe? It was a corned beef sandwich from a deli. Epic. 
from a deli, corned beef sandwich, a proper New York style corned beef sandwich. And was it, it was it everything that you hoped it would be? Yeah, not as good. Now it's not as good as Slimans in Cleveland, which has the best corned beef, of course. Uh, but it was pretty good. And it was just a good deli sandwich. I just, I miss those terribly in Switzerland. Okay. It, the, the sandwiches at Migro just, they don't pass the mustard. We've talked about uh, sandwiches multiple times on Swiss Pats and, uh, and we both agree that sandwiches are not done well here. No, not at all. It's definitely my favorite food group. <laughs> it's got its own food group for Don. It does. I do love sandwiches. So yeah, that was very exciting. And then that place has been closed for the last like three weeks. Yeah. But they, they opened back up on May 1st. So it's just, it's weird here. Like I'm, I, I don't know what it's been like in Switzerland, but I can just imagine that, that most everybody is sucking it up for the good of society. Am I wrong on that? Is that, is that, are people getting pissed off and wanting to go back to real life? I mean, I definitely think that it's um, different to the US where there's protests and stuff like that, where people are saying, we just have our freedom and all of that. Um, but people are maybe silently protesting by just doing what they want. Really? Uh, yeah. So shops have started to open up here on the 27th of April. Um, the uh, the hairdressers, the hobby shops and like DIY shops and um, garden centers opened and uh, the lines to get into them are massive. And sure. you think, I don't know what they're buying, what's so important to buy, but also what opened up for the first time on the 27th was McDonald's drive through And I drove past it yesterday and the line, I estimated 50 cars in the street um i could be under underestimating that number because the honestly there was so many cars and obviously mcdonald's is not essential but people miss it so people are going um that was that was closed like not even the drive-thrus were open nothing was open so yeah so you know people have been desperate to get back and um the parks here were never closed for good and people just kept going so yeah you know, the perception would maybe be that, yeah, people are being sensible in Switzerland or in Europe in general, but I would say mm-hmm. that, that a lot of people are, are over it and they're ready to go back to normal. And, uh, well, and I yeah. go back to school on the 11th of May. How about yours? Uh, no. <laughs> no, they're not going back to school. And it's funny because, like, as you know, Americans, their, their worldview is, is nothing, right? It's very no, I love Americans, every single right. one of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because when our movers were here on Saturday, the guy was asking us where we came from. You say Switzerland. He goes, oh, is is this coronavirus thing been going over there? I'm like, dude, like we were dealing with this like weeks before even anybody thought of coronavirus here in the States. You know, like this was going back months or not months, but it was going back a long, longer time in Switzerland than it was here. And it's like, I guess people don't, realize that so like we've got the double whammy like we you guys are like kind of somewhat going back to school shops are opening but like we got the early part in switzerland and then we got the early part here in the states and like it's just it's just never ending the there is the governor of illinois is doing things like he's opening up golf courses thank god 
Um, but he's, you know, they are opening parks a little bit, but they're keeping gatherings to less than 10 people and, and, you know, retail shops are not open, uh, but drive throughs So like, you know, drive through McDonald's, Starbucks, all, everything's drive through here in America. So all those things have been, have still been open. Right. Um, so that in, in the hardware stores have been open. Uh, it's just, I don't know if you've grocery shopped a lot, but it is a very strange experience. I've avoided it. So we started when we were in quarantine, we were doing the, you order and they deliver, right? But everything was so backed up. So we would order, we would put our order in like on a Thursday and it wouldn't come until the next Tuesday. But now that that's kind of easing up a bit, I could buy toilet paper, which is a miracle. Um, which was very strange. I never understood that. But the grocery shopping experience is still really weird. So now here in this in Highland Park and a lot of the other suburbs around Chicago, they're mandating you wear face coverings. Okay. And which is, is good practice, but it's just when going through the grocery stores, like you have a face covering on, but then like you're going down the aisle and then someone's coming the other way, you're not sure you kind of make the eye contact. You're like, okay, am I going? Are you going? Like the other day, yesterday I was looking at coffee and like, then I noticed to my left, this guy was waiting for me to pick out my coffee. And then I was like, well, I need more time. I'm not sure what coffee I want. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll move over. And then he kind of gave me like this disgusted look. And then he walked by me. It's just, it's full of awkwardness and like just these weird social norms that are so different now. And like, I, I, you want to be respectful of other people, but at the same time, like guys are stacking shelves and you have to walk by them, right? You're less than six feet. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong, but it's just, it's very stressful. It's very stressful. And on top of that, I'm used to these grocery stores that are much smaller and less choices. And now it's like, I get to the salad dressing aisle and there's 200 salad dressings as opposed to back in the coop, there was maybe 20. Now there's 200. I'm like, this is fat free. This is reduced sugar. This is full fat. I'm like, my head's exploding. I'm like, I just want dressing. Like, it's it's that was tough, actually man. one of my questions about the the size of things and um, and getting back into the American way of life. Um, has that did that kind of just feel normal again for you? You know, you know, your house is going to be the house you live in is, is going to be bigger than anything yeah. here. And your kitchen, I can see is bigger and the supermarkets are bigger. And, um, you know, you said all of those places are still available for drive-through, which is different to here. So, mm -hmm. you know, you could probably go and get McDonald's at any time of the night if you wanted to. or <laughs> much, yeah. So that is different to Switzerland, regardless of coronavirus. So, was that surprise? Did it hit you like a culture shock with that? Or was that like, oh yeah, I remember this. It's weird because it's like, it does feel familiar. Like at some points it's almost like we never left. It almost feels like, oh, like that whole time in Switzerland was kind of a dream. But then there's other times where it's like last Friday night, we ordered a takeout from this Italian restaurant. Okay. And we ordered the kids we ordered the kids pasta, okay? Like a basically spaghetti bolognese, okay? The portion size, they ate on it for three days. 
I ordered eggplant Parmesan, but I also got a side of salad, a side of pasta, and a side of bread with the huge portion of eggplant Parmesan, right? Like, we were like, oh my God, we ordered way too much food. Now, it was only 50 bucks for a family of four, but it, like the food was insane. Like the portion sizes are ridiculous. And like you, you, that has been a shock of like, oh yeah, this is, this is back in America. Like it just, it was that, that was a culture shock. There's, there's other things too of like, you know, how some of these people are, are handling the coronavirus and handling this, this shelter in place stuff. Like, you know, how people are talking of, of, you know, what's in it for me and, and I don't care about anyone else. And those are the kind of things. That's why I asked you earlier about like the whole societal thing. Like, you know, it's more of a, a more of a, in, in Europe, it's more of, okay, well, what's, what can we all do to help society? We're here. It's like, well, the governor won't let me go to my second home. How dare he or she? I'm an American. It's my right if I want to go do that screw everyone else. And it's like, okay. I mean, I, I understand it to some point, but there's just been little things, but it, it's only going to get, it's only going to get, um, those culture shocks, I think are only going to hit more once we're able to go out and do more things. Um, but I would say the size of cars, <laughs> um, the size of cars and the size of portions at restaurants have been the biggest, the biggest thing. And I guess you, you're not walking anywhere any, anymore. <laughs> Everything's by car. I know. That's what sucks is like, usually Lindsay and I will try and walk around the neighborhood once a day. Um, but, you know, they say 10,000 steps, right? I mean, that was, that was easy back in Basel. Like 10,000 steps was nothing. It would be 15,000, sometimes 20,000 steps a day. But like here, it's, a, you're, it's impossible. It's impossible. And so then that coupled with bigger portion sizes, you're like, oh my God, I got to be really careful here. I'm going to end up on my 600 pound life on TLC. <laughs> um, now you, Lizzie's still working from home. Is that right? She is. Yeah. Which thankfully is, is um, it's been good. Uh, we have our like a dedicated office space. So, but yeah, she's working from home and working, you know, a lot because, she doesn't have a commute. Um, it's kind of an, an issue right now, basically like her job and communicating with employees. Like it's, it's been pretty intense for her. So, uh, but yeah, she's been, she's been working. So. I wonder if she's mentioned any differences between working in Europe and, and getting back to work in the U S has there been any culture differences for her? I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of see that right now, but just overall the work-life balance stuff is, it's not as it's not as nice as it is back in uh, in Europe. <laughs> and how European do your uh, neighbors think you are? Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know yet. I mean, I am wearing lederhosen every day when I go for those walks, um, and I like to yodel. Your alpine, alpine horn. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they think that's a bit weird. Other mm -hmm. than that, I, I don't know. I. I it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. It's really hard not to sound like an asshole uh, after saying 
I lived in Europe for three and a half years. Like that's just, you know, everybody's like, Oh, where'd you move from? And you're like Switzerland. They're like, Oh, okay. But uh, I'm sure I'll be getting a lot of, uh, Oh yeah, you were in Sweden, huh? No, I wasn't in Sweden, not <laughs> Sweden, it was Switzerland. Um, but yeah, the neighbors have been very friendly. The Midwestern people are very friendly folk. Uh, they have reached out to us and it's been nice. Are um, you going to have an apero? <laughs> no, no. They come to you here in, in, in Europe or in, in uh, America. The neighbors come to you and write you notes or we had uh, one neighbors leave us some toilet paper, which was really lovely. Uh, there's been a toilet paper. Like I, I couldn't get toilet paper for when we first got here. I had to literally they were out of toilet paper in the stores it was impossible and we just got here right so we had like four rolls at the apartment but that was it and this was right when it started kicking off things were crazy so i actually drove one day i met my mother-in-law in south bend which is like a two-hour drive from chicago she drove two hours from toledo and she lucked out and had a bunch of toilet paper and she like we exchanged toilet paper on the side of a highway in sounds, South Bend. That sounds really dodgy, Don. It was dodgy, but I got toilet paper, but now you can get it. So that's good. So are your family, are they all happy and glad and, uh, and feel like everything has come full circle and life is better now that you guys are home? I don't know. That, that's the other weird thing too, is like, okay, we're back here. It's been six weeks, but we haven't seen anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's the other thing that just feels weird is, is just, uh, you're back, you're in America, things, some things feel familiar, but it's then like, you're just still pretty isolated from family and friends, you know, and everybody's doing the Zoom meetings and stuff, and that helps a little bit, but hopefully in the next couple months, we'll be able to actually have either people over to our new house or go visit uh, the in-laws. And what about the kids? Are they, um, they're not doing school. They're doing, what do you call it? E-school? E-learning is what e they're learning. calling it. So what do they think of that? That's been a challenge. I don't know how you found it, but it's been, it's been a challenge to get them to like, listen to dad is the teacher. Mm -hmm. like, you know, like they, they don't, they don't do well with that. Um, it's it's been interesting i the first couple of weeks we were here i was like doing it all by myself i was figuring out the lesson plans and teaching them and that was insane uh, but since we moved to highland park we were able to get into the school system and they, they each have an ipad so they do zoom meetings every day and it's just it's a little bit of a challenge um and there's there's fights and there's battles and there's ups and downs and it's just Sometimes I'm just like, I want them just forget it, guys. Just who cares? Other guys, I want them to try and do it. It's just, it's a struggle. Um, but they, they're doing pretty good. Um, my kids are weird. They're, they're kind of homebodies, I guess. Like they really, when things are normal, like if it was a Saturday and it was like nine o'clock and be like, okay, let's go here. They're like, oh, we just want to stay home. Well, they've been able to do that and they've actually really enjoyed that <laughs> just to be at home and they play well together. Uh, there's been some fights, <laughs> um, but other than that, it's been pretty good. I, I, they're, they're handling it okay. They really are. Um, 
I'm pretty proud of how they're how they're doing it. They're doing way better than than I am. That's for sure. I was gonna say it sounds like uh, you're the one that needs the lift. The the, the how you doing, Don? Yeah, but I mine oh, is coming. No. I know that's right. That's that is that has been my saving grace. I cannot wait to go there. I have tea times already set up, and I cannot wait to get my butt on the golf course. For me, when you were going back to the US, when you, when you said you're going back, my first kind of thought about you being back in the US was about all of the sport that you'll get to watch because obviously <laughs> you're a massive sports fan and yeah. went from watching sport or kind of being involved in some sort of sport um, every day. And then in Europe, it's not like that here in Switzerland where you can watch something every day or every kind of sport but you still can't watch anything, can you? I can't, there's nothing going on. And, you know, that was one of my like ticks in the, in the pro category of positive category of coming back to America was got my sports, right. It's not on at two in the morning anymore. It's on at a decent time. And it's been weird, man. Like there's just, it's nothing is going on. No, it should be baseball season. The NBA playoffs should be going on. Uh, we, two weeks ago should have been the masters tournament. I'm wearing my, my master's hat. Uh, but it's just, nothing's happening and they don't know when they're going to go back. And, um, that's been, that's been very strange. I, I turn on, uh, the TV last night and I'm flipping through the channels and it's like, there is absolutely nothing on TV, nothing except weird games from 10 years ago. And it's just like, Oh my God. Right. And like I said, like I, I drove past Wrigley Field and like I was like, Luca, this place is really fun when there's a baseball game, but we don't know when baseball's happening again. And it's uh it's strange, man. So I just uh like like you said, thankfully I can go play golf now. Um it's my passion, it's what I love the most, and I can do that. So I feel very lucky and as far as I'm concerned now, like this can go on forever as long as the golf courses are open. I don't care. <laughs> right. But I think for you, eventually things will go back to normal in terms of sport. And uh, once all of this is done, you'll at least that, that tick that you had in the pro box for moving back to the USA, that will be fulfilled. So there's always that to look forward to. Yeah. Plus, but it's, plus the kids going back to school. Well, yeah. That, that whole thing too is going to be nice. But the weird thing too is like, I'm going to have to reset everything. So like we're in this routine now. And then once things go back to normal, then I'm going to have to reset when like the kids go to school, the wife goes to work. And then I walk back in the house and there's nobody here. And then I'm like, all right, there's nobody at the house. I don't, I haven't met anybody. I have no friends. And it's like, it's going to almost feel like, taking a step back and it's like now what the hell do I do right that's when it's going to hit you that you're yeah in the U.S. you're going to have to start doing those things that you did three years ago where you had to be extroverted and make as many friends as you could and work out what you wanted to do with your time you so I, so it's kind of on delay at the moment it is it is and and I've been doing a little research I'm trying to look up uh there I did find there is a a, a bocce club that is uh, in the area. Um, I, I'm not sure if you know, but in 2016, I uh, 
I became the, uh, the Columbus Italian Festival's champ, bocce champion. Uh, my team won it. It was a big deal. Uh, so I'm an accomplished bocce player. So, but yeah, it's like, I got to find things like that. There's, there's something called hot yoga, which I've never done. Uh, what I have done, which is awful, but I, you know, going to do that some more. I don't know if you've ever done hot yoga, but it's, I don't. that's not for me. Oh, it's so gross. You are so, you're just soaked afterwards. So we can expect you to have uh, bocce friends and um, a bunch of yoga friends then in the near future. I mean, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's going to do what I did in, in, in Switzerland is just go try and try out things and who see who I could meet and try and meet other parents of, at school or start a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever to keep you sane, hey? Exactly. All right, Don. Well, I think uh, we're suitably caught up with what life is like moving back as a reverse expat, going, going home for good instead of coming to another country. It's nice to hear that uh, you've got nice big drive-throughs that you can go to, unlike <laughs> me in Switzerland. I'm very jealous of that. Yeah, drive-throughs everywhere. Yeah. Thank you, Don. And uh, make sure you send your love, my love to your children and your wife. I will do that. Because Thanks, I, Susie. I miss them. <laughs> you, them, yes, yeah. them. Keyword you're, them. You're all right, but I miss yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Excellent. Cheers, Don. Bye. Yummy, <laughs> bonkeristin' open, set up,